and welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, media and public relations. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Stephen. We've got a special edition of the Future Proof podcast today. We're going to talk about social and mobile where we're at with it and um, we've got a special ask of future proof listeners let's start at the top though why don't you give us a bit of an intro about socially mobile what it is and where it's come from absolutely well first off i want to say big thank you to everybody who has inquired about socially mobile and um, offered help and for those who are new to the concept socially mobile is a community interest company that Stephen and i have launched to stage an intervention within the PR industry to help people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and underserved groups. And by that, I mean uh, our disabled colleagues, Black, Asian, ethnic and minority peers, women returners, and even people who might have been quite badly uh, impacted by um, both Brexit and COVID. Uh, and, And the idea is that we help people who are a couple of years into their career, tactically proficient, but perhaps a little bit stuck because they can't get the um, CPD they need. Um, We help them get the training they need to move into a more strategic role. Now, people might say, well, why do we need this? There is a really big need for this. So this concept, the idea behind it first uh, occurred to me back when I was CIPR president in 2018. If you look at the trend in the PRCA sentence and the CIPR state of the profession reports over the past few years, there's a clear trajectory in that... um, (laughs) We're not very good at being inclusive and diverse and our industry is becoming a closed shop for for people who aren't white middle class um, with money and networks behind them. And of course, we have to do absolutely everything we do uh, we can to reverse that it's very important as PR practitioners we can and teams we can represent the the people we serve and we're not doing that well and I had a couple of people say to me ah but Sarah if you look at the latest figures we do have more black Asian ethnic minority practitioners um coming into the industry oh well I would say to that yes that's true but they're not managing to move up from that kind of junior tactical role into more senior strategic roles and again this is something that we need to deal with and we've got to stop talking about it and actually affect some action. So Socially Mobile is based on an exec education model. So we're going to run it for 10 weeks and um, we will hopefully have our first cohort of students starting this autumn. And the idea is that they can access um, some set modules, which is very much traditionally about PR And then there are some also some specialist modules where that might help um, where people have particular interests or um, we do have some that are um, related to starting a business because we recognize that some people who will be on this uh, program might be in the space for starting their own company. And one other thing I wanted to add before we chat further is that this is a community interest company. Yes, it's there to provide free training to those um, who need it. But in order to make it sustainable as a business model, we're also opening this training course up to fee-paying practitioners at a a cost of $6.95 per head. And it's a little bit like the Tom's model. Um, Anybody who comes on is basically helping somebody else, you know, achieve their free play. So you're not just 
advancing your own career potential you're helping somebody else too and hopefully that will help everybody involved feel really good and um, I should say before I go any further it's a bit like future proof socially mobile is only working because of the strength of the amazing people have got involved and I would urge people to look at the socially mobile website which is sociallymobile.org.uk just to have a look at the syllabus and to look at the amazing people who are giving their time and expertise to make this work. Uh, and, uh, you know, hugely, hugely grateful for that. And I would also like to say on um, how we've set up on the finance side, because I've had this question a couple of times too. How is it funded? I have, at the very beginning, put the majority of capital in. I'm very grateful that um, you, Steve, and joined me from with um, with a donation from Wads Inc. And since then, we've had some amazing other people and companies jump right in. So um, big thoughts to Don't Cry Wolf, to Storycoms, to Porto Novelli, to Curzon PR, to Coverage Book. All of those people uh, have immediately come in um, to help us get the seed capital up and running um, that we need to get up and running and um, to be absolutely clear all the money's going in there nothing comes out Stephen and I are certainly not taking any payment we're just putting money in to make this work and uh, yeah any money raised is basically purely on development getting this working and at the moment we're also employing uh, a lovely undergraduate on a paid internship who's doing a kind of office management role. Three things about this that, that uh, really excite me, Sarah. So it's the specific uh, intervention uh, and the need for that that you've recognised, along with the fact that people from, from socially disadvantaged backgrounds uh, will be mixing and working with colleagues who, who pay for places on the, the, the course. Particularly exciting. Uh, second thing is that just the training model, so the exec education model, um, you, you've spent quite a bit of time during lockdown doing various uh, courses through INSEAD and Oxford and such like, and, and it's that influence we're bringing to bear here. Um, it's been done clearly in other industries, it, it's been done in, in management, in the management sphere, uh, but never been applied to public relations, so that's particularly exciting. And then you've spoken to it there, the, the community we're developing along, uh, along the way. So we announced Socially Mobile a couple of months ago. Uh, we put together a, a fundraising uh, target that would enable us to, to launch uh, and come to market, and we've hit that thanks to the, the sponsors. But then also thanks to the teachers that, that have come along along the way and you find them on the website, as Sarah suggested, and, and the support, the support we're just getting uh, from, from the industry. Uh, and clearly, Sarah, as you said, you know, when um, middle-aged white men, white men email you and tell you you're getting it wrong, you're clearly getting a lot right. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of used to that though, aren't they? But this particularly did draw quite a few of them out there. But yeah, if uh, when people can't see an issue, they're probably not looking hard enough if you ask me and uh, definitely there's a certain um, group of people that if you know you're annoying you're definitely on the right lines uh, and I should say you know also I said thank you to our sponsors there and I'm just going to give their names again because they were very quick to jump in you know Don't Cry Wolf came in straight away Curzon PR came in straight away you know um, Storycoms and Porto Novelli um, alongside those we've had some really generous people have been buying uh, sponsored places for people to make sure that we can get those free places uh, up and running immediately. People like Hard Numbers, um, Rachel Miller from All, Cry All Things I See. You know, you know, we've got a lot of support in that regard as well, and, and, and we're very, very grateful for that. 
so where we're where we're at, we we the platforms with the marketing site you can go and find out. We've built started to build out the platform. We've created the learning design and completed that. We've started to rec- well, we've recruited all the all the the teachers uh, who are going to deliver masterclasses and keynote sessions, uh, and that production's underway. We're working with a, a local production crew in in the northeast. To, um, to, to help pull that all together and I guess we're now at the stage where we're kind of uh, ready to start recruiting and looking to bring in our first cohort right Sarah? So not far away from that at all so um, we're hoping by the beginning of September to open applications for this first cohort just to touch on the application process a little bit we haven't made that live yet obviously we will go public and make as big a a noise as we possibly can at that point but for anybody who's thinking is this for me could I be appropriate appropriate for a place please do take a look when that goes live we are not making this Um, heavy duty and onerous we appreciate it's a big ask to ask you to share some of your personal details so what we're going to ask for is a little bit of background as to why you think you're appropriate for a free place and um, it will go through to an assessment panel now just um, for everybody's peace of mind that that assessment panel will not have any personal details on it all they will see is the content that you provide but with a number on so it's kept confidential all the way through we do not want any stigma or shame attached with this this is a really important intervention to help people who need it and that's why it's great to welcome to welcome um, fee-paying practitioners too because no one will know who is who and um, we want to create this wonderful community of alumni at the end so yes the intention is application process open uh, start of autumn with the first cohort up and running ideally in October um, the only caveat to this is that people will appreciate this is a very agile startup we're building as we go so that's that's our intention and our big ambition and we'll hopefully make that happen but please bear with us if it just takes a tiny bit longer. I guess there's three areas where we're, we're particularly looking for help at the, at the moment, the support networks and people and helping share the messages of... Uh, That's as crucial, we... right? Because, you know, you look at it, we've, we've got, you know, we're very clear on our audiences, but we're going to have to be very clever and work very hard to get into the right network. So, um, you know, using our, the different groups that are, are there and established for the Black, Asian and ethnic minority communities, of, of which there are, there are a number. My big issue is how, you know, we don't, I can't even think of any other interventions that are there for people who are disabled in PR. So we really need to get the word out and try and find a way to reach those people to, to make sure that they know about this and that they're very welcome to apply. I'm sure we will be able to reach uh, women returners but also we do want to get into you know the different areas within the UK so yeah that is actually quite a big ask people have said a lot you know how can I help I don't have much money but I would like to get involved actually being an advocate for socially mobile it would be hugely helpful to us because this will live or die on two things whether we reach the right people and whether the intervention is a meaningful one and we can create a really good learning experience now we're working really hard on that but we do want to help those people who deserve it and um, we can make a difference too and I should say that we will be uh, evaluating every stage obviously we will iterate as we go but there will we will be at the end of the year uh, although we'll be monitoring throughout publishing an impact report so we can see exactly what we're doing how many people have helped uh, and see potentially hopefully at that point how we can scale 
So that was number one in terms of how you can help. Please just get the word out when we're ready. Uh, secondly, is help with recruitment. So we're looking specifically for people that have helped with qualification uh, uh, and credentialing in, in as part of the recruitment process. So if you can help that. And then the third one is... Well, hang on, no, so can we, let's not rush ahead from that because that's really important. I think we need to be a little bit more clear on that. So by that, what we need, and actually we have almost formed is a assessment committee sorry a committee of assessors who can look at our applications which will be like I say without any personal details attached and look at them and see if they feel that the person's application is is appropriate and can be put forward for that free place now that's not as easy as it sounds Um, when we were looking at the application form we did look at some of the forms that the government uses but we felt that they were perhaps a little bit off-putting. We didn't want to be asking about free school meals. We didn't want to ask about parents' occupations and things like that. So we have slimmed it right down. It does mean there won't be a tick box criteria, but people will have to look at it and apply a degree of common sense and, you know, just there's some individual thinking on that, So which makes the job a little bit harder. But so we are looking for people who can, who are, have experience in the areas that we're looking at. Um, and the underserved groups or perhaps come from one of those groups themselves. So I just wanted to be absolutely clear on that. We do have a number of people already on that committee, but if that sounds like something you could help with and you, and you have some experience of, of, of that, of that would be love to hear from you. And then the third one is, is the third area where we're needing support is with uh, marking. So it's, this is a reflective learning process uh, over the course of Sarah's set of, of 10 weeks. Uh, and we're looking for people who can support with the, the, the marking and assessment process. For each module, an individual will be expected to, to respond to the, the content that they're presented with and, and reflect on how they would apply that in their own practice or, you know, how they might, uh, how that might change their decision making in, in the future. And, and so there we really need people who've, you know, experienced both in terms of practice, but in, in terms of marking and supporting students with coursework. And we don't expect that to be onerous, but there will obviously the, the key thing is everybody's time is precious and that's valuable and that and there will be a, a certain amount of time requirement. Again, until we know how many people are in the, this first cohort uh, and that's been, we've been through that, we, we don't have a firm idea of how much. So we are asking people to be patient and, and you know, be aware of that. But, um, you know, if people who are interested want to kind of see what the syllabus is, again, have a look at sociallymobile.org.uk. You'll see there's... A module on core skills, one on creativity, planning and measurement, financial planning, tech and workflow, managing people and building a high performance team and risk management. And, and then the specialist management capabilities look at starting a business, building better organizations, um, change management, strategy and growth and leadership and culture. And, and as, as, as Wad said, you know, the homework for each person, it's not going to be huge. We're basing on this exec education um, model. So it'll, each question, there'll be two or three per week, but they're only with 150 to 250 word answers required, which is quite hard for the student actually to, to kind of condense your answer down and show your learning and apply your thinking. But it means from from um, the per- person who's marking the coursework, hopefully um, a little bit more straightforward in, in terms of the practice. Uh, is there anything else we've missed? Yeah, we get in touch with Sarah at 
Sarah at astute.work or myself, stephen.waddington at wads.co.uk. Uh, if you've got any further questions or, or want to jump in, have, have we missed anything, do you think? I don't think so. I mean, it's really exciting. It's a bit nerve wracking. I and mean, when we're calling this the not-for-profit PR school, equipping the workforce of today for the challenges of tomorrow. I really believe in this. I have been thrilled to see the response from the industry and the wave of support out there and and um, we're both really grateful for that aren't we I mean genuinely people talk about the PR industry sometimes being introspective and selfish and I just don't see that both with Future Proof and Socially Mobile now people blow me away every single time and with that what a lovely place to end on thanks very much Thank you for listening to the Future Proof podcast with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Mrs. Underscore Wads and Stephen at Wads. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet. <laughs>